Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We bring in Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback, senior NFL reporter, the lead content strategist there. Did Deshaun Watson demand a trade or request a trade, Albert? And is there a difference? Uh, yeah, I don't think there's much of a difference. He wants out. Um, he's not returning their phone calls right now. And, you know, I think the new GM, uh, Nick Casario, the new head coach, David Collier, are in a tough spot here because I think both those guys would, you know, for obvious reasons, like to try and mend fences. But for right now, um, and I don't think Deshaun Watson really wants to talk to anybody over there. And maybe that'll change over time, but that's where he's at. I think one of the things that makes this really tough for Casario and Cully is that his issue, Deshaun Watson's issue, is with the one thing that they can't change, and that's ownership. And so um, I don't know how they go about fixing this. Um, I, I know that there haven't been, you know, I mean, teams have called, but I, I know the Texans haven't been engaging people in trade talks to this point. Um, we'll see if that changes over time. Um, it's certainly interesting because, you know, I think you have – all the quarterback movement we all sort of anticipate coming over the next couple of months. And there are, you know, different sets of negotiations that are going to be moving at very different paces. I was also wondering the timing of all of this yesterday that you announced that you're bringing in Cully, you got your new head coach. He's (laughs) a minority. And then Schefter tweets out whoever told him the information that now it's official that Deshaun Watson wants out. On the day you're bringing in your coach, this news comes out. Is that just a coincidence? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, and, and I, I don't want to speculate on, on what Adam did specifically, but, you know, a lot of times in cases like this, when um, there is a story that's sort of lingering out there, the way the Watson thing's been lingering out there, and um, there's some movement related to the story, like a head coach hire would be movement related to the story, you might check back in with people and, and ask around again. Um, and sometimes that's how these things come to light. So mm. I think it was maybe a little bit more of that. 
than, you know, anybody, you know, connected to Deshaun Watson trying to plant those things because they've, they've been saying, I mean, the people around Watson have been saying for a couple of weeks now, this is going to be a really difficult one for the Texans to fix. Like, and even if they bring back Tim Kelly, the offensive coordinator um, that Deshaun has grown to like a lot, even if they bring in a quarterback's coach, he's okay with, even if they bring in a head coach, he's okay with his issues are larger um, than just that with the Texans. I mean, he feels like he was lied to and he feels like he was misled and to some degree patronized over the last couple of months. And so, you know, I think that the, 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 the idea that this was just planted um, on the day that the Texans announced the head coach hire, um, I think that that's probably at least a little bit like incorrect. And um, I also, I can tell you this, like the trade request didn't go in yesterday. So it's not like, you know, David Culley's named the head coach and then they turn around and ask for the trade. That's actually been in for, I, I think, a little over a week now. Give me the teams that should be in play for Deshaun Watson, who can be in play for Deshaun Watson. Not one of those, you know, yeah. hypothetically, because it turns out that feels like there's 20 teams that could be, should be involved with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I think the two that, that, that I, I think he would most like to go to, um, you know, when I've asked around about this, that, that have come up the most are Miami and San Francisco um, for different reasons. Miami is an ascending program. Um, you know, they're going to have the ability um, from a resources standpoint to put a lot around on um, the quarterback over the next couple of years. And so I think Miami would appeal to Deshaun for, you know, a number of different reasons. And then I think San Francisco is ready made, right? Like if they trade you to the Niners, you're, I mean, this is a team that was in the Super Bowl a year ago and the Niners had the 12th pick. So it's not like you're talking about a team with, you know, a, a, the 28th, the 30th, the 32nd pick. I mean, you know, both these teams are contenders but contenders that have high picks to deal. So Miami and San Francisco are two teams that I think logically would make sense. People have mentioned the, the Jets. I, I do think that, you know, just from a business standpoint, there's, you know, some appeal there. I think from a football standpoint, it might be a little bit more difficult because they're a little further away than the Dolphins or Niners are. Um, so those would be the three teams that I, that I would start with. Um, and, I, you know, I, the truth is, Dan, I mean, like I would think, you know, half the league would be interested in Deshaun Watson. And I think what you've seen over the last, you know, couple of weeks with this idea that there's going to be a lot of quarterback movement, there's a Mahomes effect going on in the NFL right now where teams are looking at it and say, okay, like what's it going to take at that position for me to win over the next five to 10 years? And it used to be that you could win with maybe the 10th best quarterback, the 12th best quarterback in the league. The Ravens won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. The Seahawks won with Russell Wilson before he really became Russell Wilson. I think teams are looking at it now and saying, I don't know if that's possible anymore. And that's why you have teams like the Rams and the Niners and the Raiders who've invested in young quarterbacks that are looking at these sorts of things. So if Watson were to become available, I think that, you know, all the teams we've mentioned would be interested, but then there would be teams that have sitting quarterbacks that would look at it too. What if Houston said to Jacksonville, we'll give you Deshaun Watson straight up for the number one overall pick, hypothetically. I love the idea because um, – Urban Meyer has really strong background with Deshaun Watson. Like I, you know, he recruited him hard to Ohio state. And I think if Deshaun Watson, if you asked Deshaun Watson about it, like if he hadn't gone to Clemson, he would have gone to Ohio state. So I think, you know, for Urban Meyer, there might be a little bit of an element of, of Deshaun Watson being the one who got away. There are reasons why it wouldn't happen though, too. I mean, I mean, for one thing, Trevor Lawrence is, you know, a generational prospect. So I mean, you're talking about like a generational prospect and a well-established top five quarterback. So what are your tiebreakers when you're looking between the two? One guy's 25, the other guy's 21. Well, 
I, Trevor Lawrence would be on a rookie contract. And also, if you're Jacksonville, you're sort of helping a rival um, in a very like you're, you're very much helping a rival get out of a bad situation. So would the Texans look at that? I think they absolutely would if they were pushed to the point where they felt like they had to trade Deshaun Watson. Would the Jaguars look at it? I think that's a little bit iffier just because of those two things, the rookie contract and that dynamic, and also the fact that you'd really be helping out a division rival and giving them a great answer in what seems like an impossible situation. You know, there's a chance that Trevor Lawrence doesn't turn out to be this generational talent. Yeah. I, I like there's always this chance that it feels like we've rubber stamped that he's going to be John Elway. Mm hmm. I mean, there's no no guarantees. He could turn out to be just a good quarterback, not generational here. Well, I, let like, me let me give you let me give you some history though. Okay, like I like talking to people who've been doing this for a long time, like who are paid to evaluate this. Four quarterbacks really, you know, are in that category, right? And this is over my lifetime, and I was too young to remember Elway, but it's John Elway, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, and Trevor Lawrence. Look at the second quarterbacks taken in those drafts, okay? Those are the four that really, like, stick out. Like, sure thing, 100% going to be a top-five quarterback coming out of college. The second quarterback taken in 83 was Todd Blackledge. The second quarterback taken in 98 was Ryan Leaf. And the second quarterback taken in 2012 was Robert Griffin. So I think that sort of, like, illustrates, like, when a guy is seen this way, generally, like, it's a pretty good bet you're going to get there. And if you look at like who was the second quarterback taken in their classes, it sort of illustrates like the difference between one and another, you know? He's Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist there. I don't know what Ben Roethlisberger is doing uh, and the Steelers that if Ben says it doesn't matter the money, is that enough for the Steelers to take Ben back? Or how much is this based off Ben's age, his health and his performance last year down the stretch? I think there are a lot of factors, um, not the least of which that I think Ben, if he's self-aware about this and he's smart about this, he recognizes there could be options for the Steelers out there where maybe we don't have to go forward with Ben Roethlisberger this year. You know, normally a quarterback holds all the cards. It's like, okay, well, if, you know, if it's not me, then who's it going to be? This year, like with some of the quarterbacks that might get moved, like Matthew Stafford could get moved. And I believe Matthew Stafford could get moved before the Super Bowl. I, you know, before you the, the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, you see some of the options out there. Okay. That, wait a minute. You got a team in mind here, Albert. <laughs> I don't have a single team in mind, but I just can tell you this, Dan. The trade market for Matthew Stafford over the last week, and this is at Mobile, in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. Like, I think talks have really escalated on Matthew Stafford. And I think it'd be smart of the Lions to do this now, right? Like, because before we know whether or not Deshaun Watson is going to be available, before we know whether or not Sam Darnold's going to be available, before we know whether or not the Rams are going to move off of Jared Goff, the Niners are going to move off of Jimmy Garoppolo, the Raiders are going to move off of Derek Carr. Before we have any certainty on any of that, the Lions can get in front of it and say, here's and ask, here's a quarterback that you can have right now, and you don't need to worry about where the rest of the market goes. And so, you know, if you're talking about supply and demand, hmm. this could be an offseason where supply outweighs demand at quarterback. And so the Lions, I think, are trying to get out in front of that. They talked to different teams this week. And there are some teams, look, there's, there are a few teams where we know they're going to be aggressive at, at quarterback this offseason, right? New England, Indianapolis, Carolina, Washington, 
all of those teams. You know, I think though I can't tell you which one he's going to go to, but I think the Lions are of a mind to try and get this done over the next week or so, if mm-hmm. they can. The same way the Chiefs got Alex Smith done really early in the offseason when they were offloading him to make way for Patrick Mahomes, because they feel like if we do it now, we'll get ahead of the supply demand curve and we'll be able to maybe get a first round pick plus something else. What are the Rams doing? I think the Rams, so here's the analogy on the Rams. The analogy on the Rams is where the Raiders have been and where the Niners have been, which is we're not totally unhappy with our quarterback, (laughs) but our eyes are open for an upgrade. And, you know, like I've used this analogy and I like, I hope people get this because this is a, this is like a spot I was in from a life standpoint, right? At one point, it's like being in like a month to month lease, like, right. So if you're in a month-to-month lease and you're looking to buy, it's a great spot to be in, right? Because you're you you don't have pressure to get out of your lease. Like my lease ends date X, so now I got to find my next place after that. It's like I can kind of survey the market and whether I want to do it this year or next year, we'll see. But I can kind of pick my spot, and that's sort of the approach I think the Raiders have taken with Derek Carr since Gruden got there. And I think the Niners are sort of getting there with Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's where I think the Rams are, you know? So I, I think if there's a, if there's an upgrade available, like they are going to look very hard at it. And again, I think part of this is that Mahomes effect that we're talking about, which is, can you win with the 10th or 12th or 14th quarterback in the league anymore? I think some teams again are looking at it and saying, I don't know if we'll ever be able to get by Kansas city. If we don't have a top five, top seven quarterback. And, you know, if you're Buffalo, you feel pretty good that Josh Allen might be able to get there. If you're the Chargers, you feel pretty good that Justin Herbert might be able to get there. If you're, this is why the Texans, like if I'm the Texans, I'm doing everything I can to keep Deshaun Watson because it looks like you are there. Like you'll, he may not be better. He may not be as good as Mahomes, but you can at least compete with Mahomes with that guy. And I think you got these teams that are sort of on that next tier down where it's like, are we ever going to be good enough with Jared Goff? Are we ever going to be good enough with Derek Carr? Are we ever going to be good enough with Jimmy Garoppolo? These are the questions that I think are being asked. And so I think the Rams are in that category with a team like the Niners, with a team like the Raiders. Why is it that every quarterback who could be available is a great fit for the Patriots? <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, would the quarterbacks agree with that, though? No, like, I don't know, but it who's, feels who's like... Who's this guy going to be throwing? Who's this, who's this like, guy going to be throwing to? But it you feels like every article... Everybody is a great fit for the Patriots, no matter who it is. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, great fit. Matthew Stafford, great fit. It feels like everybody is a great fit, but not everybody is a great fit for the Patriots. Yeah, do you want to go there is the question. Yes. You know? Now, I do think there's some flexibility in what they do scheme-wise. Um, you know, Josh has shown he can coach different types of quarterbacks. Didn't work with Cam this year, but... They had some success with, you know, Matt Castle way back, um, you know, in 2008 and in 2016 during Brady's suspension, you know, they got Jacoby Brissett going and Jimmy Garoppolo going. And so, you know, I think there is, you know, a, a perception that the coaching is so good there that they'll make it work with whoever. And as long as it's a good guy they're bringing in and, you know, by all accounts, Matthew Stafford, really good guy, Deshaun Watson, really good guy, then people are going to see that player as a fit. I just... I don't know how like attractive that situation is to a quarterback right now. I mean, we saw what happened with Cam and part of that was Cam himself, but like, damn, like you, I, I like, who are you throwing to, you know, like I, I just, I mean, I think the Patriots can be very aggressive about going and fixing the problem, but the question is how far they can go in one off season. How much better can they make? What was a completely broken situation in 2020? 
I didn't think there was a there there with Aaron Rodgers. And then I've had, you know, people in your business as NFL insiders who say that it, uh, it's the worst kept secret, that Rodgers and LaFleur don't get along. And, you know, Aaron, you know, I was told Aaron loves to push buttons. He's passive aggressive. But, yep. you know, the Green Bay Packers would be crazy to, to let him walk. Um, so if you were going to sum up, what what do you think is happening or or will happen with uh, Aaron Rodgers? Do I think they trade him? No. Do I think he one million percent knew what he was doing when he said what he said on Sunday night? Absolutely. Yeah. He like this is sort of the way that Aaron operates, you know. And um, you know, I think it was a a, a message to, to the Packers front office. I have to be operating with an with a with a sense of urgency here because I don't have very much time left and I want you to act with the same sense of urgency and and these guys don't live in a vacuum you know I mean Aaron's looking around too and look at the other three teams right what did they do in the last offseason well you know the Bills went and got Josh Allen Stefan Diggs the Bucks, you know, they bring in Tom Brady. They've already got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Ronald Jones and O.J. Howard and Cam Bright. What do they do? They add Gronkowski. They add Shady McCoy. They add Leonard Fournette. So, and then you, and then of course, you know, you look at the Chiefs and how aggressive they've been, you know, over the last three years putting weapons around Patrick Mahomes. And so, I think as much as anything else, my read at least is that it was a warning shot to the front office. Like, I know we've got cap issues. I know like that you spent a couple of years ago on defense, but time is running out and I don't have a whole lot of time left. I'm going to be 38 years old next year. I want you to operate like the chiefs have, like the bills have, like the Buccaneers have. And so, you know, I don't think they trade them. Um, but if I, if they're not more aggressive um, this off season in putting the team together, then I certainly could see a scenario where, you know, he's pretty upset by that and who knows what happens after that. Have a great weekend, Albert. We appreciate your time as always. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. Have a great weekend. That's Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton, including 
include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot pachenko machine and there's always new timed events that will help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies there's always something fun to discover in monopoly go so get off the bench and go download it for free right now on google play or the app store game on it is getting that time of the year it's miller time you don't need a watch or a clock to tell you it's miller time Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that... Summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year. Be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well... If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. He's the uh, Hall of Fame head coach. NFL on Fox analyst Jimmy Johnson back on the program. Morning, Jimmy. How are you? Dan, how are you doing? I hadn't talked to you in a while. What time did you get up today? Uh, actually, 4.30. I, I get up about 4.30 every morning. Did you get up that early when you coached? Yep. About 4.30, 5 o'clock. I, I was in the office by 5.30 almost every morning. What can you accomplish? I guess there's nobody there where, you know, you. Right. that probably Wait. helps. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I, I always like to go in the office for a couple hours prior to my staff meeting to kind of go over the what I wanted to go, you know, talk about in the staff meeting, what we had to accomplish that day, et cetera. And then I hired Norv Turner. Uh, it's my second year in Dallas. And so, you know, I go in about 530 and Norv's already there. 
you know, I, I didn't like that at all. I didn't like somebody, and, and it disrupted my whole day. You know, and and so the next morning I go in about five fifteen. Norv's there, and and then, and then about you know I tried about four forty five, and Norv was there. I said, hey, we're going to have to stop this now. We're not going to get any sleep at all. Let's let's make a pact. You know, let's go come in at the same time at least. Chuck Knoll famously told his assistants to go home. Like you have families go home. You know, Dick Vermeil would you know sleep over at the office when he was coaching. Like, how, right. has coaching changed, or is it still that you're going to be here till eleven or twelve at night? It just really depends on the situation. For instance, I was in charge of personnel, and and so and I talked to Urban Meyer about this uh, before he took the Jacksonville job. I said. You know, if you're going to really use your expertise, you're going to have to be in charge of personnel. And so that's going to be a 12-month-out-of-the-year job. It's a round-the-clock job if you're doing coaching and personnel. Uh, now, and so that's the way it was for me. Now, the one thing that I did do, even though I went in the office really early every morning, I would purposely, you know, go home uh, about 10 o'clock at night uh, because I know – as long as I was staying there, my assistants were going to stay there. And I didn't want them to stay there doing busy work just because the head coach was still in the office. So I, I made a point to leave the office by 10 o'clock at night. Did you try to talk Urban Meyer out of the Jacksonville job? No, actually, we had a couple of conversations uh, when Texas was trying to hire him. And I, I wanted to compare uh, college coaching and professional coaching, which he had never done. And I told him, I said, if you think college coaching is a grind, I said, hey, <laughs> professional coaching is a completely different world. Uh, you know, in college, you know, you've, even though you've got recruiting, you've got a family life, you've got a social life, you can actually go play golf in the offseason. You know, you've got time to yourself. I said, if you're going to be in charge of personnel, which you should be, because he knows all the college players, I said, if you're going to be in charge of personnel as well as the head coach, you're not going to have any time for family, for social, for anything. And, and there are coaches that could delegate, and, you know, they made a point of going home, like you say, you know, Dick Vermeil or some of the rest of them, but that wasn't my personality. If there was work to be done, I was going to be there. How close do you think it was for Urban to take that Texas job? He debated uh, on it. Obviously, you know, University of Texas is a, you know, it's a premier job. But I told him, I said, you know, I had a chance to go to Texas myself, leaving the University of Miami. Uh, I said, but, you know, I love living in Miami. And uh, so I, I didn't do it. And and it, he said, you know, he had already accomplished so much in college football at Ohio State and at Florida. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the lure of Texas uh, meant as much to him as what it might have been to somebody else. You famously came up with the draft chart where, you know, the, the, you assess the value of where you were picking in the draft or what draft right. picks were worth. Does that still hold up now? And if so, let's look at Deshaun Watson. And what would you want in return if you're the Texans, GM? Well, the one thing about the draft chart, and I've talked to a bunch of people about this, you really can't put a player into the draft chart because you don't know the value of the player. The draft chart is really for picks versus picks. Okay. 
if you're in the first round, you know, you want to move up, you trade a third rounder and swap number ones, et cetera, et cetera. So you, it, it put a value on all of the picks. But Al Davis and I talked about this, you know, uh, he wanted to do it, you know, with players. I said, Al, you can't do it with players. You don't know the value of a player. And he said, you know, the thing about it, and, and after I did the chart, I studied all the other teams and I studied all of their trades. And he was all over the map as far as the value of picks. And I asked him, I said, you know, there's some teams like the 49ers, they were right along the line. And I talked to them about it. They, they didn't have a chart, but they studied it. And so they had a little bit of an idea. And Al was just everywhere. And he said, you know, I'm a, I'm a personnel guy. I'm not a value guy. He said, <laughs> if I want a player, I don't care how much it takes. I'm going to go get that player. And so I'll overpay for players. Uh, he said, you won't. You know, you're a value guy, and if they're asking too much, you'll move on to the next player. But anyway, with the chart, you only use it for picks. What would you give up, or what would you want for Deshaun Watson? Uh, if I was head coach David Culley, uh, I would go and knock on Watson's door, and I'd have me a couple of Michelobotros, and I'd say, listen, let's work this thing out somehow, some way. I mean, I had I had a similar situation, you know, when I was in Dallas, you know, Troy Aikman didn't like me a, a whole lot that first year because I drafted Steve Walsh. But I, I drafted Steve so I could trade him later and get some picks, which I got a one, two, and a three for him. <laughs> and I had to walk a tightrope between the two players because I didn't want to diminish the value of Walsh. And so I couldn't play favoritism, you know, with either one of them. So Troy didn't like that at all. Well, after I traded Steve, I went and knocked on Troy's door <laughs> and we sat down and, and we got to working and I actually set up a tropical fish tank for him. Uh, so if I'm Cully, I'd do whatever it takes, you know, <laughs> Hey, forget about pride, forget about ego. You go and sit with Watson and, and somehow work it out. Hey, we can make this thing work right here with the Texans. We had Troy on last week and Troy told us this story again about that NFC title game where he got, concussed he was in the hospital he said I, I i still don't remember the game but he played in the super bowl a week later jimmy and and did not play as well as troy can play uh we struggled i think he might have thrown an interception the first half you know we struggled the first half and and we went into the locker room at halftime i i think we may have been down or you know it was a tight game and, and i told the guys i grabbed the offensive line and emmett I said, we're going to go back out there. And I said, Emmett, you get ready. Uh, I said, yeah, I'm not going to give you a breather. You know, we're going to pound them. We're going to run the football. We went out there and run the power. Emmett touched the ball, you know, like every play except one in that particular drive, and we took the lead. Uh, Troy was not at his best because of the concussion. So you realize that, and that's where you said to the offensive line, and Emmett, we're going to win this. we got to win it this way. We can't yeah. rely on Troy. And, and, you know, we were number one in the league in defense, too. So, you know, that had a lot to do with it. Uh, but we ran the power. You know, we pulled big old Nate Newton and leading Emmett right up on the right side. We ran the power four or five times and took it right down the field and scored. And, uh, and you know, and Troy in the last game of the year, he didn't play, I think, the last game of the year. Bernie Kozar came in there and helped us, you know, help us beat San Francisco. And so, you know, Troy was not at his best, you know, because of that concussion. How would you coach differently or would you coach differently if you were coaching now in the NFL? 
the league would make me coach differently. I mean, we, we were in pads and we were scrimmaging uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. You know, we never went in shorts. You know, we never went in shells. We were in pads. Uh, so the league would make me, you know, change the way I coach. Uh, and, and that's a difficult thing, you know, because if we were in, in shorts in a practice, I was bored. I wanted, to, I wanted a physical football team. So I, I would have us in a physical type of workout as much as it's allowed. Uh, and so that would be the big thing as far as trying to be a little bit more physical. That's why you see such poor tackling now in, in the game because they don't tackle in, in practice. They don't have contact in practice. And I've talked to a bunch of trainers around the league. I, we did a little bit of a study uh, getting ready for the Fox show. And half a dozen of the trainers said, because there's not contact in practices, he says that really leads to more injuries because players don't know how to fall. Players uh, are not expecting contact. Players don't protect themselves. Mm. And, and really, the more contact you have, in their opinion, uh, the fewer injuries you're going to have, especially the early. Uh, I know I talked to the trainer uh, in Jacksonville, and he had – uh, Tom Maslinski, he played for me in Dallas. And he said it takes a couple of weeks of contact with players uh, before they get accustomed, you know, to the game speed. And, and so not having contact in practice, I think it really hurts the team. But and don't tell these players that because these players are going to say, hey, you know, let's legislate rules to where we won't have any contact. Is the greatest quarterback of all time, should it come down to the number of Super Bowls you win? Yeah, I, I, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, but if I said you had to face a quarterback, or let's say you had to start a franchise. There's no question. You're, yeah, you're starting want... your franchise with Tom Brady over no, anybody? No, 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 no. Okay. There's no question who I'd start it with. The greatest quarterback of all time is Tom Brady because of his record and his Super Bowl wins. The most talented quarterback I've ever seen is Patrick Mahomes. You know, Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable what he can do. I mean, he's he can do it all. He can make all the throws. You know, he has such a feel for the game. He has such vision, uh, and he's mobile. Uh, so yeah, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the most talented quarterback I've seen. But the greatest quarterback of all time is Tom Brady because of what he accomplished. But if you said you had to face a quarterback, game on the line. The quarterback you don't want to face in a one-game elimination is who? All time. Patrick Mahomes. But 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 let me cushion that a little bit. Okay. I would take either. I would face either quarterback depending on their supporting cast. Whichever one has the both of them can beat you. Both of them can win. But who has the best supporting cast? Who has the best defense? You know, we talked about our Dallas teams. Everybody talked about the triplets. And the triplets were the first to go in the Hall of Fame. But they overlooked that we were number one in the NFL total defense. You know, now, eventually, Charles Haley went into the Hall of Fame. But you, it, it's a team game, Dan. And, and as great as those quarterbacks are, you know, you know, I talked to Troy uh, our second year. He had hurt his shoulder. We would have made the playoffs. He didn't make the Pro Bowl. And I said, I'm sorry, Troy. I tried to get you in the Pro Bowl. You know, he said, Coach. Just keep supporting, you know, bringing, you know, my supporting cast. Just keep bringing me players. I'll go to plenty of Pro Bowls. I thought you were going to say Montana or uh, or Elway. Did they win as many Super Bowls as Brady? No, no. Like starting a franchise. 
Oh, no, I said Patrick Mahomes. I know, but I, I, <laughs> I thought you might have gone Elway or Montana to start a franchise over Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes is more talented than either one of those two. Uh, like I said, he's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know if he's more talented than El- – this is my opinion. I think Elway – you know, is as talent, maybe the most talented quarterback I've ever seen, um, and that goes okay. back to the late late sixties. But so how, how are we going to solve this thing? <laughs> We're not over some <laughs> Mick Ultras. Tell me, tell me what you're doing with uh, Mick Ultra with the Super Bowl. Well, you know, Mick Ultra's got a, a really cool commercial Super Bowl. It's you know, are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? And it brought up a point to me. I said, you know, I, I'm a much better coach, you know, when I'm upbeat and positive and happy. <laughs> you know, I did a much better job there. And, and so it's really a cool commercial. And plus, you know, just 95 calories and 2.6 carbs <laughs> keeps me slim and trim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it made my hair look like yours, then I, I would uh, definitely drink it. <laughs> definitely drink it. But you've got Serena's in it. Uh, Ald- or, uh Peyton Manning's in the commercial. Are they they involved in this? Uh, I've got to recollect. You know, there's a bunch of cool people. <laughs> that covers it. That I'm, co- I'm not in it, though. <laughs> yeah, why aren't you in it? And Well, let's, let's talk to the advertisers about that. I need to be in it. <laughs> uh, it's always great to talk to you. hope you're in good health, uh, good spirits, and uh, thanks for joining us as always, Jimmy. Uh, well, when you're happy, you win, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's Kevin Miles, the actor. He's Jake from State Farm. He joins us now. Kevin, let's get right to it. Since you've been looking a little bit more buff than ever, are you taking performance-enhancing drugs? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, 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 no. I, uh, I've i been doing P90X3. I mean, I've, I've been doing that for years with Tony Horton and uh, working out with those guys at his place. And, I mean, they're just they're just beasts. They're, they're, believe it or not, even though he's in his 60s, he's way leaps and bounds stronger than me. And uh, I just take note from him, really. Now, I I mean, I'm asking on behalf of Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. They've been on the last, uh, you know, couple of weeks. I've had them both on separately. And, you know, Mahomes said he might put in his contract, you have to wear a long sleeve shirt from now. You used to wear the long sleeve shirt, Kevin, a sweater. (laughs) And all of a sudden we unleash the guns. So (laughs) this is how the rumors start. This is how they start. That was definitely a, a, a wardrobe and everyone there. I mean, then again, we were shooting in Austin. So I think we were going through a heat wave and I mean, it was 130 degrees. So I was appreciative of the shirt, but uh, yeah, yeah. They, they put that medium on and, you know, really kind of uh, let some things pop out. So I was, you know, it could be first I was a little nervous. So they gave me some confidence. They're like, Hey man, you look good. I was like, really? They're like, yeah. I was like, all right then. All right, let's go out there. All right. So. Yeah, but it looks like you got a medium on, like that that shirt. Hey, yeah, I normally wear a large, extra large, uh, and that was definitely a medium. Uh, <laughs> but but you know, uh, it it was right in the middle of um, uh, quarantine, so th- those were my workouts where I was, uh, you know, telling myself, you know, why don't I just lift as heavy as I can? You know, I just have weights here. I don't have a treadmill or or a bike or anything to get the lean cardio going. Did you party pump before? going on camera 
<laughs> no, no, but I did work out uh, right after. Okay. Um, I, I'm I'm a night workout person. I, I definitely can't really work out in the morning unless I'm, and unless I know I have a very full day, and then and then it's like, all right, I have to, so that way I can sleep and then wake up the next day. So, How many people auditioned for Jake from State Farm? Oh wow, yeah they uh, they told me that they auditioned people in New York, L.A. and Chicago. Uh, I was in the L.A. group, and I remember there was. There was a good amount of people for the audition, but the callback, there were, I mean, there were like 40 or 50 people there at that callback. Uh, uh, some really solid actors that, that even I'm, I'm a fan of, you know, and I was, I was definitely really nervous going in just because, you know, you see these actors that you, you admire and you've seen before going in for this role and, it, and you know, you're just like, oh, crap, I know they're great. Okay. Wait a minute. Are these famous actors or just sort of well known in the acting community? Uh, I think well known in the acting community. You okay. know, I'm it's not like Leonardo DiCaprio winning. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been just, great. Right, let, me, let me pack up and go. You know, I feel as if we should just have him do this. Um, but uh, 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 yeah, there were some really, really good heavy hitters, and um, I, I really just think that I uh, just happen to test well with the focus groups. Um, and, and, and I don't know, I, I always wanted to make it something that felt close to me, close to who I am, you know, and, and at least from the spots that I was auditioning, I didn't know it would be, you know, maybe a hundred commercials. I thought maybe it was two spots. How did it and, change your life? Uh, my schedule is definitely very packed. Um, <laughs> that, that's pretty much that. And, uh, not nothing else. I mean, I think the best thing is that you know uh, when I'm approached out in public, you know, uh, uh, it's it's all good energy, and that helps. You know, it's not like I came out and was a villain. You know, people know me as me pretty much, and uh, and that's pretty much that. You know, uh, do you wear a, a red shirt out in public? <laughs> no, no, no. I I do my best to to just keep it um to keep it me. I I I tend to wear a lot of all black sometimes, you know, um, and, you know, uh, some graphic tees that my friends have made, you know, I'm, I'm very, very low like that. I, I love the pandemic specifically because of the sweatpants, you know, that, that we're all kind of rocking these days. A uh, so. better actor between the two Rogers or Mahomes. Um, I think Rogers is very seasoned. So Mahomes has a, a, a phenomenal confidence on set you know so he's very comfortable in oh we're doing this we can play around and do this but i mean aaron he's a he's a champion for sure i i was actually shocked you know it, it was more like a wow you're really good you're making great choices you're you're giving me things to play with that i didn't know we were going to do with the scene so i mean i he's all around just just phenomenal so he does great i think you can see it in the commercials i mean he's He's just on point. He's just right there. He's dropped into the moment, and yeah, it, he, he's great. He's How great. nervous were you? Uh, I, I was, I was half and half nervous. I think I, I only get nervous after the fact, you know, that I don't know what they're gonna choose, you know, for the the final edits or the cuts. Uh, in the moment, I'm more so just trying to make sure that I uh, uh, just do a good job, give some takes, you know, uh, make sure I don't waste everyone's time <laughs> and, uh, and mess everything up. That's, that's pretty much me. So yeah, I wasn't really nervous. I was just, I was more excited and, and ready, you know, ready to, 
to act with these guys and ready to do something fun and just, you know, uh, relate and make it our own. If the Packers were playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, who would you be rooting for? That's a, that's a question I never even asked myself. I, those, I love those guys. Man, I, uh, I genuinely couldn't say. I'd be happy for both. Uh, Aaron, to me, is, is like, like Uncle Aaron. You know, he's a good guy. We talked about, talk about Halo together. You know, you can't, you can't knock a guy that loves playing Halo, you know? And uh, Patrick, you know, we're closer to age, and he just feels like my, my brother. So it feels as if I, 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 I hate to see any of them not win a championship. They're both champions. And, and I mean, even when they listen to them talk to each other on set, you can just know, like, their dedication to the game is so great that I want them to win. You know, they are the MVPs. And, yeah, I, I – I, man – Oof. I want them to get I both want them to have that trophy. I can't lie. Is there lie. is there a downside as an actor that you get a role like there's 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 a great upside but now you're Jake from State Farm and I know you've been in other commercials and you have I'm sure goals to be in movies or TV Absolutely. shows, right? Absolutely. Any any concerns about being Jake from State Farm as a downside? Um I personally don't have any concerns. I know that there's other people, you know, they, they'll say you'll get stuck, but I think it's a new day and age for entertainment. Uh, in a sense, you know, there's a lot of social media stars that are able to break out from doing skits online just because people are familiar with them. Um, I come from a theater background anyway. So uh, doing Jake, it's so close to me. I'm not trying to play a a caricature of anything, you know, I'm just trying to make it where it's me always talking to my best friend or my family member. And I think from there I can, you know, put that into other roles as well as when I grow as an actor and I really kind of, you know, really mold myself and get better just on film. I think that I'll be able to branch out and do things that, you know, do, do the works that I, that I love or, you know, want to pursue at the time. So I think it, it's actually more of a helping, uh, like a stepping stone, you know, I don't know if you hang out with the other insurance people like Flo, like like Dr. Rick. If you if you see them, like do you guys, is there a little fraternity there? You know, I've never s seen them before uh, out in public, but you know, I I they all do a great job, so I wouldn't I wouldn't mind hanging out with them and and talking and just you know just just shooting from the hip, just what what life is like <laughs> being one of the uh, uh, a spokesperson. You know, Flo Flo looks like she could be some fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. She she looks like she's definitely. Um, I I think I saw her one time at Groundlings, and uh, I mean she was just great. You know, she just seems like she's living life and and enjoying doing the art and and what she wants to do, and and that's definitely you know an inspiration for any actor is to to just keep going and and keep exploring and having fun with it. You know, not being so tied in of I have to be this or this or this, you know, everyone has their own personal goals of what they want to be as an actor. And I think that you should follow them and have fun with it. That's what we're supposed to do. Uh, before I say goodbye, Kevin, uh, let's see the gun show. <laughs> Let me give, give me, give me both. Give me both. Right barrels. arm. You want left arm? No, both, I mean, both barrels. Both. both. Okay. Okay. There okay. you go. Yep. That's right now, you know, it's a little, it's smaller. So I, I, uh, I gained some weight for, 
for uh, the NFL spots, I wanted to make it, you know, look as if I could, you know, play a pickup game with these guys and we, you know, really, we'd really do some damage. Uh, and then for the NBA stuff, you know, I want to be a little smaller, you know, leaner. Yeah. Yeah. Just leaner, you know, uh, Kevin, thank you. You're like De Niro. You're like the De Niro of, of, uh, insurance, like insurance commercials. Like you're, you know, you're, you know, I, whatever it takes I to play that. the role. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm trying to be the Christian Bale of these commercials. Hey, congrats on the success, man. Ride it as long as you can. And, uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks for your sense of humor, Kev. Yeah, I appreciate you, and I love what you do. You're amazing. Thank so, you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin Miles. That's uh, Jake from State Farm. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. 
Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. He is the pride of the Chargers. Back home in Oregon, Justin Herbert back on the program. Justin, thanks for joining us. How are you? Thanks for having me again. Uh, good to be here. How are you guys doing? Are you in your old bedroom, your you know bedroom you had when you were in grade school and high school? Uh, no, I'm actually in, in the family room. Um, I've, I've been staying in my old house, but uh, not there right now. Oh, okay. So there's trophies and posters in the uh, old bedroom? Um, I think those might be taken down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you just moved out and they took all your stuff and put it in boxes? Yeah, it's crazy. No, it, they, they've done a good job <laughs> keeping my room together, so it's, it's not too bad. All right, I got, a, um, I, I got a, a test for you. I got a job for you. I want you to take uh, away one defender that you would not want to face from Kansas City and Tampa. So you played them both. Give me the one guy, if I said you have the power to remove him from the lineup when you face him, who would that guy be with Kansas City? I'd probably say Tyron Matthew and then Levante David. Ooh. Now, let me start with uh, Tyron Matthew. Why him? He, he just makes plays. Wherever he is on the field, he's, he's fast, he's smart, um, and he's one of those guys that you have to look out for in coverages, blitzes, and he's able to do everything. But when you look at game film um, – or when you're, you're game planning for the Chiefs, like what were you trying to take advantage of? Like if you're Brady, what would you be looking to try to do? We just have to take what we were given. Um, you had to take a positive yard. If, if you're hitting a check down for five yards or you're getting a run for four yards, that's great. You need to be able to move the ball and you need to be able to convert on third down. Um, you can't stay behind the sticks. And so that's one of those things that we try to do. And um, ultimately we, we weren't good enough when we played against them. Um, so it's, it's just something that you got to keep practicing and get better at. Okay, why Levante David out of the Buccaneers lineup? Just how fast he is and how athletic and, and how he's able to make plays on the ball and pass coverage and, and stopping the run. Um, it was really impressive to watch. So what, if you're Mahomes, would you try to take advantage of? That's, that's a great question. Um, I think that's one of those things I guess we're going to have to wait and see <laughs> in, in the Super Bowl. I, well, wait, what, what not... did you try to take advantage of? Um, we just kind of looked at some of the coverages they played and tried to get some plays that were known to work against some of those. Um, you know, obviously we, we didn't end that, win that game either. Um, so we could have been better. Um, but, uh, there's just a lot of route coverages that, that maybe you can play against certain coverages. Um, and so it's one of those things you have to watch a lot of film on and, and get a good beat on. I, I understand. You don't want to name names and you don't want to give any game plans out and you don't want to face them again and then have them say, oh, uh, so I heard you said you wanted to, you can take advantage of this. So I, I, I don't want you to get in trouble, okay? <laughs> I appreciate that. But, you know, Shaq Barrett is uh, pretty impressed. Like Tampa, we don't talk about Tampa's defense because of Brady, um, but that defense is what's, that's that's one they won their last two games because of their defense. I, I think they're incredible. I think they've got a lot of guys up front. I think they've got some really good safeties. I think all across the board they've got guys, and um, you know they they've got a great coach that that puts them in a great position to win. And when you got a great coach like that and athletic, good defenders, I think you're going to have a great defense. We're talking to Justin Herbert, the Chargers' quarterback. We talked to your new head coach, uh, Brandon Staley. 
Do you know that he played quarterback at my university, University of Dayton? Were you aware that he was a quarterback, Justin? I actually saw some film of him throwing the ball, and, and I was pretty impressed. He was able to sling it around, so that was, uh, that was cool to see. <laughs> he said that when he was coming back from the press conference, you were, I think, the first call that he made when he was in the car. Well, that's uh, that's awfully nice of him. I, I didn't, he didn't, he didn't let me know that, but uh, you know, we, we've talked quite a bit over the phone, and just excited to get to really meet him in person. And I've only heard great things about him, so um, it's going to be a great opportunity to work with him. How would you recap, sum up your first year? If somebody didn't see it, and you were going to explain to them how you did, what would you say? Shoot, that's a great question. I would say I learned a lot. Uh, obviously, a tough year. Not the not the year that we wanted would have loved to have won a couple more games, but I'm so proud of the way the guys battled. And especially after losing 45 to zero at home against the Patriots, we, we turn around and go win four in a row. And um, I, I'm not a, an NFL expert yet, but I, usually that doesn't happen. And so that locker room that the guys put together, um, I was really proud of them. What was different than you expected? Um, I think, the speed of the game is, is probably the biggest difference. Um, I, you know, I kind of expected that knowing coming into this level, but you really have to play through it to really understand how, how fast it really is. And, um, you know, I could hear, oh, Justin's going to be so much faster, this and that. But when you step out there and realize it's a lot faster, and, and a couple of times when I drop back and I'd get too deep and you'd get some pass rushers that just fly around the end knocking the ball out and – you have to kind of go through that to really understand that it's a, it's a whole different game. What's the, uh, the hit that you'll remember from your rookie season? Um, I think it was on the sideline against the Chiefs. Um, I was running out of bounds, and I tried to get the first down, and I stayed in bounds, and I just collided with a linebacker, and we both fell on the ground, and that's one of those hits that you know I probably shouldn't do again. So <laughs> I've learned from that one. You know how to slide. You played baseball. You got to get out of bounds to live to see another play. I know. I I got. I was. I was getting yelled at all year about that. So I'll be better about it next year. I I've seen so many young quarterbacks who want that extra yard, and it, it, Jimmy Garoppolo or RG three, and you just go get out of bounds. Like there's nothing wrong with that. You know what? I have a problem when a young quarterback can't get up. He gets injured because he's trying to get that extra. I, I shouldn't be yelling at you. I sound like I'm your dad. I don't mean to be yelling at you. Now go to your room, Justin. No, I, I, I get out of bounds. It's okay. Nobody's going to say, boy, Justin Herbert's soft. Get out of bounds. Yeah, it's, it's really not worth it. No. Get a couple yards, get out of bounds, and get down and be safe. Yes, I got to get you into the playoffs. I can't get you in the playoffs if you're not playing, okay? Uh, how are the uniforms this year? Any uh, any adjustments to the Chargers uniforms? No, I thought they were great. I I guess from going from Oregon to the Chargers, um, you know, I've I've been pretty fortunate enough to to have some pretty good jerseys over the years, um, and I I think the Chargers did a great job. Yeah, I even ask you better uniform. Last time you avoid the rush and didn't give me an answer, but Chargers uniforms, Oregon Duck uniforms. Um, I would I would probably say my since I play for the Chargers now my loyalty is probably to the Chargers, um, so that'd probably be my answer. But I, I've always been super super happy and, and 
awesome to, to wear the, the Oregon uniform. Yeah, but there's so many different variations on the Oregon uniform. That, that, that light blue, that powder blue with the Chargers, come on. Everybody looks good in that uniform. Yeah, that's, that's tough to be. Did you get any autographs or jerseys this year with guys you played against? Uh, no, we actually weren't allowed to. Uh, it was one of our rookie rules where we weren't really allowed to swap jerseys yet. Um, and so I think that's something that uh, going forward I'll be able to do. Well, who do you want? You you don't face Brady next year, do you? Uh, I don't think so. I haven't I haven't uh, checked the schedule yet. Oh no, you're gonna miss out on Brady. Yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> I, I'm, I unfortunately, since I'm such a big NFL fan, I, I feel like pretty much anyone I go against, it'd be awesome to have their jersey. So I'm happy with anyone, I guess. Well, have fun in uh, Eugene. Are, are you? Can you walk around town without people bothering you? Oh, of course. Um, you know, I, I think Eugene's a pretty small place, and I don't think too many people care too much about it. So um, it's it's been awesome so far. Are you having a Super Bowl party? Uh, yeah, we'll be watching the Super Bowl, but um, I think I think we're going to keep it to a pretty small small amount of people. That makes sense. Uh, thanks for joining us. By the way, do you root for the Chiefs? They're in the AFC, or can you not root for the Chiefs because they're in the AFC AFC West? That's a good point. I think I'm just rooting for a good game. Um, it's a Super Bowl and two great quarterbacks, two great teams. So it's it's just going to be a lot of fun to, to watch for me. Well, good to talk to you. Congratulations again on a great season, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's Justin Herbert, my Chargers. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. With hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin, it's the EV that recharges you. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQE.